Um, and as we uh, do celebrate uh, just the things that God continues to do uh, in our midst, um, let's don't forget about uh, the Tuesdays, uh, Fun in the Sun. Jen Lankers are doing a wonderful job uh, helping with that along with uh, Jenny and Bobby. And so uh, it's just such a great time of fellowship with families and uh, being able to uh, socially distance and uh, participate together. So, um, but now let's uh, turn our attention to God's Word as we uh, were in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 last week, uh, but let me pray for us and then we'll dive in, okay? Father, I love you so much and I am just so grateful uh, for who you are. Lord, your kindness is overwhelming. Uh, your grace that you have extended to us is indescribable. Lord, we are so grateful for who you are. Lord, and as we hear again, Lord, your glorious gospel uh, and how you used it uh, in the lives of your church. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us to continue to run the race of faithfulness, that we would have endurance, uh, that we would be uh, living testimonies of your grace, and that we would point uh, and give you all the honor and glory. Lord, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word and that you would strengthen it and that my words would be your words and that um, your name would be glorified to your church. Lord, I love you so much, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, uh, before I dive in, uh, I want to thank you guys personally uh, for praying for me. Uh, I am still uh, dealing with the shingles, but um, I'm uh, either getting used to the pain or it's getting better. So, you know, uh, what can you do? So uh, I have been uh, told that by my wife to just try to rest, but that I can't really make them worse. So uh, just continue uh, to forge on, that was not true. That's not true. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's what I told myself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe I psyched myself out. So I apologize for the lie in public uh, or any time. So uh, we are fallen people, and I apologize. So, um, but let's read uh, and dive into something that is definitely true, uh, which is God's word. So let me start in First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, in accordance with scripture and that he appeared to Cephas then to the 12 
Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles." Unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I work harder than any of them, though it is not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. And so as we dive in here, and we kind of took these first four verses in the very beginning, and we have Paul just laying out the gospel to us, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who came and lived a perfect and sinless life according to Scripture so that we may no longer be judged by our sin, but by his righteousness as our advocate, the propitiation for our sins. And so as we continue to move on, I stopped here at verse 4. Because when we share the gospel, we share the death, burial, and resurrection. Even though this part with Cephas and the 500, all of that is true and in accordance with Scripture. But I want to kind of personalize this for us. We have to realize that these are actually things that Paul experienced or heard about in this same time period. So this is part of Paul's testimony. That Jesus appearing to Cephas. Jesus coming to the 500. And I want us to think about that. And think about our own testimonies. As we continue to, to dive into this. Okay. So let's see what happens first. Starting in verse 5. And it says. And that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. And so this list that he just lays out for us is the church of God that he was persecuting. I know we all think in our minds when we think of Paul persecuting the church, we think of him being there and approving the stoning of Stephen, right? But when we just have an impact, when we belong to Satan, to the devil, when we act on his behalf, when we do not belong to him, we're not only persecuting the person right in front of us, but we are persecuting the church of God. 
He didn't even mention anything about Stephen and being there at his persecution, at his death, seeing him look up to heaven and have the face of an angel. So as we think back in our own testimonies and think personally, like for me, when I was 12 years old, I was at a Christian camp. And there was this girl that approached me and she says, hey, why don't you go back there and talk to one of those pastors? And I said, nah, I hadn't done anything bad enough yet to need to talk to somebody, to repent, to turn away. Can you imagine when Paul heard about Jesus being raised from the dead? And appearing to Cephas. And appearing to the other twelve. And appearing to more than... I'm afraid I said it wrong the first time. More than 500 brothers. Like, we need to realize that those little gifts of grace. Of God saying, I'm there. And putting specific people in our lives... But it's our unbelief that is persecuting the church. And so as we continue to dive into this, let's continue to keep going. Because Paul is considering himself unworthy because of the persecution of the church. Because of his unbelief in these things. But praise be to God, as I used a lot last week... He snatched Paul out of darkness into his glorious light on Damascus Road. And now this untimely born individual, Paul, is now no longer an agent of darkness, no longer a persecutor of the church, but an apostle of Jesus Christ. A bondservant, a slave, whatever you want it to be. He is no longer Saul. He is now Paul. And when we think about our testimonies and God in our own life, are we grateful to God the Father like we're seeing Paul so grateful here? Of this grace that was extended to him, which we'll go into next. Look at this. It says in verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. How many times do we really sit back? And bask in the grace of God that has been extended to us as his children. Where we just meditate on his goodness to say, I am what I am because of the grace of God. Instead of thinking, I am what I am because of how smart I am. Because of the education that I've been given. Because of my personality. Because of my good looks. Because of 
I, if we're younger, because of our athletic ability, because of these different things that we rely on instead of the grace of God. Think of who this is coming from. This is the Pharisee of Pharisee of the tribe of Benjamin. Taught by Gaius. I mean, this man knew the word of God, but that is not made him what he was. It was the grace of God that made him what he was. And I want us as a church, as we continue to go through this, to never forget that. Because we don't want this grace that is extended to us to be in vain. We don't want to run a race where we're trapped in sin. We want to be a repenting people. You want to stop being used for the Lord. Stop repenting. Stop repenting and you will stop being used for the Lord. And that is the terrible truth of this passage here. We need to continue to allow Christ to extend that grace within us. But let's keep going. And it says... On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So even think about Paul and what he is saying, right? And how we even put him on a pedestal, even in our own time, writing 13 letters of the New Testament. Being shipwrecked, snake bitten, beat down, persecuted, flogged 39 times minus one. I mean, think about this Paul of him striving. But he realizes it's, it's not because of him. It is because of the grace of of God. And this beautiful gospel that we filtered it through without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, this grace would not even be extended to us. Think of how pivotal this is to what we do. Thinking of last week as we thought about this filter of first emphasis. Of these first tier issues. Are we filtering everything through that? Or are we relying on our opinion? Or our administrative skills? Or our teaching ability. Or our reading ability. Or our social behavior. Or our bank accounts. Guys, there are so many different things in this world that we can rely on. 
and it can become an idol. He could rely on his work, but he said, no, it is only by the grace of God. And that's where it is so beautiful. This last sentence, he says, so whether then it was I or they, it doesn't matter. He said, whether it was I or they, so we preach. It doesn't matter who the specific person is, whether it's I or they, whether it's me or y'all. We must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on whatever platform we have been given. We need to make sure we are sharing this glorious gospel and allowing them to see the beauty of the grace of God so that they may believe. And it says here, so they believed. So they believed. And that's the beautiful thing, guys. We could have become scared during these unstable economic times and put a halt on absolutely everything. We could have stopped giving and we could have started to hoard that money and grow our savings account because we didn't know what was going to happen. We could have said, no, it's not time to hire a wit. Or that was a bad decision to buy that land back there. Or we started meeting for services too soon. Or this is silly to have masks on inside. We can say all of those things things but are we sifting them through the filter of the gospel of Jesus Christ and are we taking a five gallon bucket of grace and throwing it upon one another because that is what the gospel of Jesus Christ does that is what he came and lived and died for so that we would be extended grace, so that we could extend it to others. Let us be people of God that break our necks to extend grace to one another and to this world. I love y'all so much, and I love serving with y'all and, and, and seeing God move in your lives but we've got to continue to run the race of faithfulness. Let me pray for you. Father, I love you. And I'm so grateful for who you are, for your kindness towards us, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would be people of grace. Extending it to one another and this world. Lord, you are so faithful. Thank you.
thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.